Hello, affiliate listeners. We are here at Affiliate Summit West. I was able to sit down and talk with my good friend, Todd Zimmerman, about a really crazy experience. So Todd was able to take a children's book and turn that into meeting the first lady, which then in turn turned into scaling a business that he never thought he'd end up doing. It was a great story and there's some really amazing nuggets how you might be able to use PR and celebrities in your business to scale in a way that you aren't doing right now. Jump in, give it a listen, it's a fun time and you're gonna hear a really good story. Thanks so much. Todd, thanks so much for joining us today. Really excited to talk to you. Really excited to be here again at ASW in our gorgeous little suite here that we could stare at the Beatles and um, feel the love for feel people love. that understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so that's all the jokes I'll say now because they're just obviously too bad. But no, um, first, just want to say, like, how are you doing? How are you enjoying your very first affiliate summit so far? It's been terrific. It's a great opportunity for networking, learning a ton, meeting a lot of really interesting people, making great connections. It's been terrific so far. That's great. Well, I hope we continue with that. We really appreciate you taking time to talk about something I think is going to be really, really interesting. I'm excited to discuss because it's not something we see a lot of people in our industry able to do and you've been able to do it and seen a lot of success. And that's really being able to use kind of PR and public figures to grow your business and provide a level of credibility and really conversions that the other people just can't seem to do. And I think that's so cool. But before we jump into that and talk about some really exciting stuff, I love you kind of share with the people a little about your background, like how you got to your product and your business you have right now, because, um, you know, you're, you're kind of new to some of this affiliate world. So I'm always like to hear people that are coming into it from an outside perspective. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of a it's been a, my whole career is pretty much morphed into this right now. My background is I was in advertising and marketing. I worked for the largest magazine publishing company in America for 20 years. So I helped uh some of the largest companies in the country develop marketing and advertising strategies that they would, you know, launch to their uh, customer base. Um, about six years ago, I came up with this idea of a children's book about an ornament that gets left behind in the attic. And this was a several days before Christmas. And I thought, boy, that'd be a great, that'd be a great story. There's never been a story told about an ornament and people love ornaments. And so my mind is kind of just racing for a period of three or four days. And then Christmas morning, I woke up at four o'clock and the idea, the story came to me. I went down to my computer, wrote Oliver the ornament. And it's actually a seven book series that tells stories of how all the different ornaments entered the family's collection. So each year, a new book comes out. Um, we did a patriotic spinoff last year, Oliver Doodle Dandy, which is a celebration of America and teaches children about our history and about the freedoms that we have. And this coming year, we're uh, releasing a new book called Oliver's First Day of School, which is going to teach children not to be fearful of school, to be really excited about going to school. And now what's been great about, you know, getting into the world of affiliate marketing is I've been able to use some of uh, quite a few of my tools that I've learned in in my previous career, but then morph that into, you know, morph that into this industry. Uh, primarily, I've focused almost entirely uh, in the past on selling to brick and mortar retailers. But when COVID hit, a lot of my stores just simply closed. Yeah. I, I do a ton of business with hospital gift shops and hospital gift shops were completely closed for a year. So mm -hmm. I lost just a ton of business. And at that point, I thought I just decided I've got to go direct to consumer. I've got to go direct to consumer. But how can I do that with a product that is a physical product where there's inventory limitations? 
So we came up with the whole plan to develop these new products called narrated eBooks. So they're interactive. Kids can uh, uh, inter interact with them by turning the pages, by pausing, by reading along, and they're professionally produced in studio. So each of our books is going to be available uh, in early November uh, as a narrated ebook. Yeah. Uh, what an amazing pivot too. You know, uh, it's, <laughs> I, I just think that's really fantastic, especially the, um, it's interesting you bring up the, the audio interactive books for children, because my, my son has started using that for school, um, you know, with his tap and he loves them. They're so awesome because he feels like he has control over the book and the reading process. And it was really great for him, especially in the last year and helping him learn how to read, um, you know, cause he could do it instead of, you know, having a parent right there, which obviously we were still doing that, but at his own leisure, he was able to empower himself to go feel like he could be a part of his his process of learning to read and engage. And those interactive books are just right there and and it's better than watching YouTube. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's it's fantastic. not watching a video. It's not, it's, yeah. it's educational, it's entertaining. And, you know, it's just enjoyment for the kids. And yeah. mom and dad get to set the child down at their on their device for an hour and read the first four books of Oliver the Ornament. There you go. There you go. And because it is now November 3rd, we should be talking about Christmas and putting up our trees. And right, <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. It's, it's, it's the time. It's the time. I could feel and hear the bells. Uh, so, well, that, you know, obviously really great. And I love seeing that pivot and, and great to see, you know, coming from this like magazine publishing background and now into this affiliate world. And it, I, I'm excited for your future in that. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But before, one of the really unique things that with your product and things that you've been able to do um, is who you've worked with around this product and finding celebrities or we'd say prominent influential individuals that sometimes a lot of people struggle to have access to, but you got in there and and got your book out there. I'd love to hear how. And I think we're talking about the big M individual primarily, but um, yeah, just take it from there and tell me a little bit about um, you know, the Oliver the in, in the ornament and how who read that? <laughs> well, it's uh it actually um the, the, I'll give you just a little bit more background on the yeah. story. This, the story is about uh, this ornament who has a broken arm. And because he has a broken arm, he gets bullied by some of the other ornaments. But, in but even though that happens, Oliver saves the day in every single book. So we teach children that we, even when you're facing adversity, you can still, there's no limitation to what you can accomplish in life. And, you know, the bullying, uh, the anti-bullying message is really important in each of my books. And so a number of years ago, my mom called me up um, middle of January and she said, you know, Todd, she's like, you need to get the book in the hands of the first lady. And I thought, well, yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. I, Can I, I get Oprah should, should online I just, too? Should yeah. I just call yeah. her up? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm thinking, okay, that is a good idea. So, um, uh, you know, because the first lady, Melania Trump at that time, uh, she had this Be Best initiative that was uh, one, of the, one of the cornerstones was to fight cyberbullying. And um, a number of months later, I was looking at my to-do list and I see First Lady Outreach. And I think, you know, I really need to do that. And so I wrote the I wrote her chief of staff a letter and I said I was really, you know, encouraged by what her and the first lady are doing to combat bullying amongst children in our country and didn't ask for anything, just simply sent the book and this and this letter thanking them. Well, in November of that year, I get an email from the White House asking me if I would be available for a call either the next day or the following day. And I looked at my schedule and I, I was available. <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. when the White yeah. House calls, yeah. you make sure yeah. you're available. Yeah, you kind of, yeah. I'm like, and yeah, I, I check that I, I've paid all my taxes. Yeah. All right, I'm up to date. Uh, and <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm fine. Yeah. So they, um, 
they call me up and they say the first lady had read um, over 200 Christmas books and for this annual gathering that takes place at Children's Hospital. Uh, Bess Truman started this tradition in, back in the 1940s, and every first lady since has read a children's book in December to the hospitalized kids at Children's National Hospital. She had read all these books and she had selected Oliver the Ornament, and they were in, they were interested to know if I would be interested in having her read it and if I'd be interested in attending. Well, obviously, the answer to both those questions was a resounding <laughs> yes. And so I went to the... The, I went to Children's National Hospital. I'm sitting next to the First Lady of the United States and as she's reading my book. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. This yeah. is, I mean, number one, she's just absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. You mm -hmm. know, you just, you know, yeah. she's just, you know, and and I, I was thinking, I've never sat next to somebody so attractive in my life. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the shallow part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you but, didn't tell anyone else that. Right, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, but then I'm also thinking, you know what? Only in America could this happen. I'm mm -hmm. like, here I wrote a book, you know, on this guy from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and I'm sitting next to the first lady of the United States as she's reading my book. And uh, so it was a great, it was a great honor. And, you know, we met her and she was very engaging and very nice. And then in 2019, we were contacted. We had released the second book in our series, Oliver the Ornament Meets Bell. Mm -hmm. We were contacted by the White House in October saying that she had this year evaluated over 250 Christmas books and she had selected Oliver the Ornament Meets Bell to be read at the <laughs> event. So I, at that point, I'm like, okay, this can't even be happening. Right. You know, this yeah. is just crazy. And uh, and then last year, the third book came out and we were contacted again that she wanted to continue the tradition. She loves the story and that she had selected Oliver the Ornament Meets Marley, Joan and Abby. So, That's awesome. So for three years in a row, the first lady of the United States has been reading my books at yeah. this event. That's amazing. And so I think one thing I really love about that, and I've heard this oftentimes if you're if you're um, trying to work with public figures sometimes, timing and interest are huge, right? So having the timing, knowing that she was going and really focusing on cyberbullying and then having the content and the, and the offer, even though it wasn't an offer, right, that fit that perfectly and at a perfect time, really made this happen, right? And right. it wasn't, you didn't do it like as an ash. You're like, hey, I love your message. Here you go. We share a mission together. And here's how I'm supporting the same mission that you're supporting, right? No strings attached. Right. And then of course she goes through that. I'm pretty sure you and I both would probably agree that that email and that message, that initial one, even though she read a bunch of other books, you can't say that it didn't influence that decision, knowing what she's going into and maybe making that connection, even if it was subconscious. But going and matching up that timing I would imagine played a huge role in that continued success and at least her having an interest and and dang your mom you better just listen to all her business advice right you got that right yeah yeah well you know everybody talks about you know organic you know mm -hmm. and i mean this this was organic to the first lady mm -hmm. and i think that's what you have to find if you're if you're out there and you're a marketer and you're trying to find some celebrity because every single influencer every single person who has any following whatsoever gets a thousand asks a day, you know, hey, will you post about my book? Hey, will you wear my, you know, my new earrings? Hey, will you try on my new shoes or whatever? They get that stuff day in and day out constantly. So, you know, unless you know somebody, you're not going to you're not going to cut through the clutter. But mm -hmm. I think you're exactly right. I think you just have to find that organic, you know, push as to how to leverage your brand with 
the, a celebrity or somebody that an influencer that has similar objectives in mm -hmm. how they're communicating and what their causes are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making sure you could kind of pair that up, right? Because at the end of the day, you're, you're totally right. Everybody wants their influence. They're, yeah, they're right. inundated with it. So don't want the influence, share the influence, right? We're going to connect together on the Venn diagram. And hey, by the way, if you want, that'd be great. But I just want to know that we connect together. So I think that's amazing. And obviously, you know, that has been big for the book success. So talk a little bit about how you took this moment that probably felt serendipitous and your mom would maybe take all the credit for, um, but you know, that happened and, you know, it, it impacted your business. How do you take that and then transform it into more sales, more marketing and kind of scaling the business up with this kind of, you know, once in a lifetime, well, grand for you, I guess, three, three times, times in a lifetime, lifetime <laughs> moment, maybe even four, who, knows? who, yeah. knows? who knows? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we, I guess it's time. We'll find, yeah. Maybe that call will come soon. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, you know, it, it was, you had to be very, very careful. You know, we're, we're in such a divided country right now. Now, I never set out to have a political agenda, nor do I have a political agenda with my business. I have, you know, I want Democrats to buy my book. I want Republicans to buy my book. If Michelle Obama had offered to read my books the year before, I would have gladly, you know, I would have gladly been part of that. So in terms of marketing and leveraging it, I had to be very careful. How am I going to market this? So I did a lot of social media, but I was very highly targeted in that social media. I did list rentals, but I was very targeted in that in that messaging so as not to offend, so as not to offend half of the audience, half of the country. Um, so you had to be very careful with it, but you know, there's, there's something incredibly powerful. We're gonna be, uh, we're releasing an offer this Christmas that's going to be that the headline reads Melania Trump's Christmas tradition can now be yours. Well, that's going to be sent out to conservative lists. And if you've got a conservative list, boy, that's going to resonate. Mm -hmm. You know, that that is not going to resonate, however, if you've got a list of just general audience moms or general market grandmas. So that, you know, so that message to those is going to be something People Magazine's best new book can now be yours because we're also featured in People Magazine as one of their best new books. So you, ha you have to know, you have to be smart about how you're targeting so that you're not alienating. And especially because of the politics and what's going on in the country, you can't, um, you know, I had to be very sensitive to what was, what was going on with, with, you know, current events. Yeah. So with that, with the targeting, when you had that, like where, where were the places you were going? Were you just kind of like, did you change more like generic messaging? Did you just kind of eliminate that? Or did you go and lean into say, Hey, we know that the marketing works and we'll just say in these conservative markets, let me go do list rentals over there, or let me go um, and advertise with these publishers. Cause I know they do that. Or did you just kind of do broad and just kind of avoid anything too strong mention, mentioning that when you were kind of starting to push the offer out there. No, we did. Well, we weren't doing the affiliate market. We weren't doing the affiliate marketing then. Yeah. But we were in what we were doing in terms of marketing then. everything we were doing was segmented. So we pushed it out there as much as we could um, in terms of to conservative audiences. Last year, for example, after the event, I was interviewed live on, on Newsmax. Mm -hmm. And within the first, I think, 45 minutes after the interview aired, I think we had sold over a thousand books on Amazon and on my website. I mean, we just just absolutely rocked it. Mm -hmm. So we posted that again, and then we amplified that, you know, through social through social media. Mm -hmm. Obviously, again, 
to conservative audiences, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's how we got the results that we got. Nice, nice. Well, and again, it's like what you have, you got to use. But absolutely. But, you know, you, you said something that I think was really, really smart, knowing that you're like, hey, I'm not here to make a book just for, you know, the conservative audiences. Right. I know that right now I have a really great lever to pull, but this book is for more than that. I always think of the Michael Jordan quote, Republicans buy sneakers, too. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you don't want to always fully segment. But one thing you kind of you mentioned is the fact that you had other marketing and publicity and things like that and PR that wasn't just tied to conservative markets. Talk a little bit about, you know, People's Magazine or maybe some of the other marketing materials that you leveraged for those audiences that weren't tied to what you were able to get with Melania Trump. Well, that's, you know, the, the People, Ma People Magazine is the biggest magazine in the world. So, you know, being featured in there as one of the one of their best new books, it was four years ago. As far as I'm concerned, I'll be using that for the next 40 years, mm -hmm. you know, to yeah. be able to say you're in people, you were featured on People Magazine as one of their best new books. We're in Fox and Friends as one of the hottest toys of the year. Now, again, Fox is, you know, leans conservative, of course, but Fox and Friends still has, you know, still has a ton of credibility. Mm -hmm. So if you start looking at, you know, a, a generic a messaging to a mom list or a grandma list, and you're saying, hey, this is a new Christmas book that's fighting bullying, that's teaching kindness, that was featured in People Magazine as one of their best new books, and was also prominently featured in a segment on a national news program as one of the hottest toys of the year. That just gives you instant credibility. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you, you ramp that up against a conservative audience with, you know, the Newsmax interview and three photos and videos of the first lady of first lady Melania Trump reading the book. And it's kind of like a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you go about like and this might sound ignorant to me and I apologize. Like how what is that process of getting featured in people? Like, is that something that using connections with your magazine past or like how do you go about getting listed in there? Obviously, that's huge real estate, super valuable. I don't know if it's fully organic. I mean, a part of me thinks with, you know, how Sasha's made that it's not purely organic, right? But I'm super curious to know how that happened. So the People Magazine is actually kind of a funny story. So, um, so I have a friend who worked at People Magazine and she said, let me, let me send your book on to our our features editor and she'll hand it off to the person who writes the writes the other feature. So she, she did that. And I called the woman up and uh, a couple of weeks later and, you know, I'm a sales guy. So, you know, I, I'm like sales one-on-one. I'm going to sell, I'm going to, I'm going to convince you that my book should be featured in people magazine. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you how awesome my book is. And, <laughs> and I just, I can't sell it enough to you. So her name is Kim and Kim answers the phone. And I'm like, Kim, hi, this is Todd Zimmerman. I, uh, you know, I sent you a copy of my book, Oliver the Ornament, a couple of weeks ago. I just wanted to confirm that I got it, uh, that, that you received it. And she was clearly very, very uh, bummed that she picked up the phone. And she was very annoyed <laughs> that she was talking to me. And she said, yep, it's right there, staring at it right now. Haven't even looked at it yet. At that point, I was... I was like, there's nothing I can do to convince her that this book should be in her magazine. Mm -hmm. I said, well, thanks very much, Kim. Glad you got it. And I hope you have a nice day. Didn't say another word because I knew no matter what I said, it was going to bury me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's three weeks later. It's the week before Christmas. And I get a call and I start. Well, first I start seeing all these sales coming in on Amazon and my website. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? This is like this is crazy. And then all of a sudden I get a call from a friend of mine saying, 
why didn't you tell me you got in People Magazine? I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know I was going to be in there. Oh, wow. Didn't even know. Like, there was no interview. There was nothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, but we've, you know, we've now subsequently leveraged People Magazine, you know, for the last four years. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, do you just put it like as a mention in all your marketing pieces, kind of in the lead and, and ads and things like that? Um, especially around the holidays, imagine people are yeah. looking for new books, things like that. Yeah, we just do the people, you know, people logo is such a, it's such mm -hmm. a no, it's, it's so notice, you know, it's so recognizable. So you have, we, we created an ornament with the people logo on it and says, you know, people magazines, best new books. That's and that's, awesome. you know, that's on our website. That's on, you know, that's on everything we do. Yeah. Well, and so um, that, that kind of dovetails nicely too, or transitions nicely. I don't know why I keep saying dovetail. Apparently I want to eat dove or I don't know. <laughs> dove chocolate sounds great right now. Um, so, but uh, kind of transitioning a little bit here. Um, so understanding kind of that power of the media, right? And I think oftentimes traditional media is something in our markets and our audiences, people don't think about. They might put the as seen on feature things they could just pay for, right? But but most people aren't necessarily looking to traditional media as a power source or something that could really transform the business, but it has transformed your business. And Absolutely. not just in the ways that we mentioned, we even talked about something recently um, prior to the podcast that you were doing with a press release um, and some things that are going on topically right now. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and some of the results early on? I know we haven't gotten fully there, but just what you were able to do, um, you know, through PR and through kind of the press. Well, the press, like you said, press has just been ins absolutely instru instrumental in my business. I can't like I can't overemphasize how important it's been to me. Um, but it's it's always having to find something relevant. You, you have to your message has to be relevant to who you're sending it to. Everything that we're hearing on the news today and everything that we're, we're going to hear for the next two months is about supply chain. We're going to be hearing stories in the news for the next two months about kids not getting what they want for Christmas. We're going to hear stories about toys being sold out. We're going to hear these stories. At story after story after story about ships being stuck off the coast of Long Beach. So we sent a press release out uh, just yesterday morning and the press release, the subject line was no, no gifts for kids this Christmas. Not if Oliver the Ornament has something to do with, has anything to do with it. We sent it out to 714 media sources. And as of this morning, 375 of them have clicked on links to the uh, to the product that we're selling, which is a narrated ebook, we're doing a a new product this Christmas where each of the books comes to life in a read along fashion for the children so in a narrated um, uh, narrated uh, book. So these pro books are delivered instantaneously. Mm -hmm. So you know, media outlets are going to be looking for stories of feel good stories mm -hmm. about stories of companies that are defying the challenges with the supply chain. Mm -hmm. So if you can find something relevant to what's going on current day or current the current time, I think your chances of getting that, you know, publicity is, you know, increases dramatically. Yeah. Well, you're going to be able to provide people with stories for solutions, right? Because they know if I'm if I'm doing a lifestyle column or I just need to talk about these. We know there's parents are going to have all these sad stories as a journalist, I want to write, well, here's what I can do. I don't just, I want to spark up fear, but then have a path towards comfort, right? Right. And now you're giving that and fueling that. So super curious, this is an area and world that I'm unfamiliar with. Like, how do you go about, you know, getting that information out through a press release? Is that something that, 
you know, anybody could do. And like, like I'm sitting here thinking, man, well, if I wanted to do a press release and send something out because I have a making money online offer and want to talk about like, you know, hey, Gen Zers are going to be the ultimate like side hustle generation and they won't just have the job nine to five. Every single one of them is going to be doing something like this. And, you know, here's kind of the, a course or blah, blah, blah. that's doing it. Right. So um, if I want to push out something like that, how would I go about doing it? You really need to get a PR person. You need, okay. you need to get somebody in the industry who's tied in, who has relationships, who can call, you know, who can pick up the phone and call somebody at Good Morning America and say, hey, I know you're doing this segment. You know, this would be a perfect, you know, this would be a perfect uh, add on to that segment. Um, so, you know, you can you can do press releases through, you know, you can Google it and you can find, you know, companies that'll do a press release for you for 500 bucks. And that's $500 down the drain that I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. Um, you really need to get with somebody and you can find freelancers or you can find, you know, you can find good press people, um, you know, that will do project work for you on an hourly basis. But that's that's what you really want to do. So how do you go about finding the right person? Because I feel like sometimes with PR, one of the things that has scared me about and I've talked to other business owners with with looking at PR firms is, I mean, of just like any agency or any individual, they're going to talk up that they're so amazing, but there's such a gap in what what people know makes a good PR agency or a PR individual that, that you feel like you're really going blind into it. So is there maybe some tips or tricks or things that you would tell people to be like, this is how you know you're hiring the right PR firm for your business? That's that's actually a great question. And as you're asking that, I'm thinking because I've had I've worked with I've worked with several and the very most important trait, I think, is they have to believe with all their heart in your product. I had uh, I was interviewing one uh, PR firm and um, I mentioned the second book and the second book was out already. And she the woman said to me, she's like, oh, there's more than one book in your in, in you have more than one book. I said, yeah, it's a seven book series. She hadn't even taken the time to research the business. Mm. So if you have a weight loss product, the person, you know, there's a lot of weight loss products out there, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to have somebody who really believes in the weight loss. If, if you're trying to pitch it to mainstream media, you need to find somebody who really, really believes in that product. Gotcha. So the, the woman that I'm working with now, you know, I sent her these narrated eBooks and she got back to me within minutes. She said, these are brilliant. She said, this is just, this is such a game changer for your business. This is phenomenal. We are going to kill it. And, you know, she really believes in my product. So that's the number one thing I think you have to find. Yeah. And so, I mean, that makes a ton of sense. So outside of that, um, you know, with, with PR things, so knowing you want to have somebody that lines up with the passions, because I imagine if they don't, how hard are they going to work? How hard are they going to push it out? And are they even going to understand how to message that to the media outlets that they might have contacts with? So that that's totally makes 100% sense. What, what, what about in terms of how do you gauge that they're doing a good job? That's the other thing too, is like, okay, I hired a PR firm. Like, what does that mean? How do I know that they're doing their job? How do I know that my money is going towards where I expect it to? What are some things that you look for? Or maybe you tell somebody to say, hey, you need to know, you should expect X, Y, and Z um, in general from your PR person if they're doing a good job? Well, the, that is the biggest challenge of working with a PR firm is, is you can't, you do not get guaranteed results. But I had a boss early on in my career that said, as you cannot, you cannot, um, you cannot manage the results, but you can manage the process. 
So if you know you're doing everything right along the way, eventually you're going to get the results that you're intending to get. Eventually you're going to get a media, you're going to get media pick pickups of your product. It's just going to happen if you do it in the right way. Um, it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but eventually you will get it. So you manage the process, you make sure that the you, you make sure the press release is very compelling. You make sure that the pitch is short. You know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people in the PR business like to write these really, really long press releases. And I'm like, short, short, you know, it's, yeah. you know, you know, I mean, just the mere fact that we got the open rate that we not even the open rate, the click, the click through rate on our press release from yesterday by saying kids not getting gifts this Christmas question mark that's mm -hmm. the subject line that's really compelling what is what the hell is this you yeah. know what 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 is it that's this is what everybody's talking about mm -hmm. it's completely relevant mm -hmm. so you find those little things and then you know and then you just go to town on it and yeah. you know and you know you, you also pitch the local you know no one no one in media is too small you know mm -hmm. You know, you, you get a you get a story that's written in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and that's part of um, well, here here's a perfect example. Um, we pitched my hometown newspaper, the Sheboygan Press, mm -hmm. on the fact that Melania Trump read the book in 2018. I was I was interviewed by the reporter for Sheboy for the Sheboygan Press. The Sheboygan Press is part of the Gannett News Network. Mm -hmm. The entire Gannett News network of the state of wisconsin picked up that entire story and ran it on christmas morning uh 2008 and 2018. so every single newspaper there was a dozen newspapers in the state of wisconsin that all carried the exact same front page story with melania trump on the front you know reading reading my book mm -hmm. um with a headline wisconsin native uh you know has book selected and how hard was it for you to go pitch that story to him. Like how much time and effort do you spend doing that? It was, you know, that I pitched my, that I actually did pitch myself. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of hard pitching your own product yourself because, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's just kind of difficult, you know? Yeah. Hey, look, I got a great book. I'm yeah. perfect. You yeah. know, it's like, it's just kind of smarmy. Yeah. Um, but I just went to the, you know, I went to the local reporter and I said, hey, you know, I just sent an email out and said, you know, I, th I think this is a pretty interesting story. This has mm -hmm. gone on for 75 years. You know, I'm from Sheboygan and the first lady read my book. I think your readers would like to see this. She got back to me. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, absolutely. She's like, when can we set up an interview? Um, so, you know, so it, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day, I think the part that really resonates there is it was a great story. Right. And we have a lot of offer owners and you know products that have great stories um but boy it does seem like it's it probably wouldn't be that hard to be like hey you know i'm gonna shoot and i'm gonna pitch to a local reporter and see what happens right and if that gets picked up all of a sudden you know the entire state of california and if they if you see that all of a sudden somebody else is like that is a great story why don't we continue to aggregate that more so much of news is aggregated and then distributed so it makes a lot of sense sometimes the entry point might be easier at a local level but boy that could in your situation and probably others really explode into something that was a lot bigger than you probably would have intended. So that, that's really interesting. Well, and you know, like my signature on my, on my email, it's at the bottom says as seen as seen in people magazine, Yeah, you know, people magazine. So if I'm yeah. sending a journalist an email, um, 
they're seeing that I've already yeah. been in People Magazine. Instant credibility. Yeah, that's true. That helps, right? Yeah. That, that helps you look less, uh, you know, like you said, shwarmy and Smart. stuff. And it's less like yeah. I'm trying to pitch like, hey, I've, I've yeah. already been in People Magazine, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And then I'd like to say Sheboygan one more time. Sheboygan. Just, oh, it just sounds so good when a native it's says awesome. it. So <laughs> Go Pack Go. Yes, <laughs> yes. Except for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers has COVID. COVID. And this will be very dated by the time he hears that. It's like, like, oh, and he's not vaccinated too, so who knows how long he's going to be out for um, with the NFL rules. So my heart broke because I was super excited to watch him beat the Chiefs, and and now I'm not so sure. They'll still beat him. Yeah, the Chiefs are pretty bad this year. (laughs) And hopefully, we won't look terrible when this podcast airs and come find out that the Packers got like rolled. No, um, they're not. Okay, okay, good. I love your confidence. No, I'm absolutely confident. So, well, um, just circling up because I I think you know this really a lot of interesting things here. I think one um, really understanding from uh, I want to go work with a celebrity. Don't just be like, hey, what can you do for me? Meet them from a timing perspective in terms of what's gonna fit for them, right? Like, I wanna connect with you on what you're doing right now in a way that it's organic. I thought that was really, really great. And then the other side is looking towards PR, you know, whether that's, you know, a large publication, whether it's a local media, get out there into the media, into the standard forms of traditional media and take that organic attention and then use it. I think those are really, really amazing things. And I loved what you did with the local stuff. I think that's just, kind of like, of course. Um, and then um, using PR too in the news in a press release, obviously from an organic standpoint, that's something that I don't think a lot of companies are doing, but boy, they probably could. You know, we have offers that have great stories um, and great compelling information that, that newspapers probably could really want to use. So I think that's some really great things. And obviously I love what you're doing, love what the books are doing, um, and people need to go out and look at this too. And so I will also say if, you are interested in any sort of conservative audiences that we have, you should definitely look on the offer on ClickBank and promote yourself. It'll be a great time of year to do so. Um, and we're excited to have you on here, Todd. It was really great. We appreciate the conversation. Thanks for the time. Um, but with that, we'll let everyone go and have a good holiday season. And we'll finish with one more Go Pack Go. I think that's where we should end it. So. One, two, three. Go, go Pack Go! go. Woo! Okay.